0: Welcome to it. So we have another storm on the way. We do. Apparently. Another winter storm is going to slam the northeast, the mid-Atlantic, leaving another 1.1 million without power, including nearly
1: 500,000 in Texas. No, I didn't... uh Didn't know there was going to be another one. Of course, it's further east this time. Well, yeah, yeah, I I guess so. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's
0: going to be hitting the northeast. It looks like Uh, another fierce winter storm, bringing more snow and ice across the northeast mid-Atlantic on Thursday. Uh, Warnings extended as far south as Texas. You know, I saw some footage out of Texas today. What's going on down there? man, that's just crazy. All these people bundled up on the side of the road. Like they've got, I mean, they've got no electricity. They've got no heat. They've got no, uh, I mean, like everything's shut down. Nearly half a million customers in Texas are still without power Thursday after a frigid temperature kicked large shares of the state's power plants offline this week, leaving more than 4 million people in the dark, triggering outrage. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. Do you know why some of those plants aren't actually producing
1: right now? Power plants?
0: I heard yesterday, and I, I explained it yesterday, I, I heard yesterday that they were not outfitted correctly, as in they were not built correctly, so
1: they were frozen, literally frozen, like the lines were frozen in them. So what, they, what's um, Yeah, that, That's basically, it's not that they weren't, weren't built correctly, it's that they weren't built correctly towards uh, freezing temperatures, because they don't see freezing temperatures typically. So they didn't build it to where, okay, so the plants, they all use uh, use heat. To generate steam to turn a turbine. That's pretty much the basics of power generation here, right? Well, the problem is, is the water lines, uh, the water lines were not properly insulated. So they uh, froze. Uh, many of the gauges, uh, I, I know for the natural gas pipelines, the gauges uh, froze up on there. So the gauges are what controlled how much natural gas went into the system. And obviously, you have. If you have too much natural gas go into the system, obviously, that can be very explosive. So that's the uh, that's the gist of
0: it. On Thursday, you'll be happy to know, Bruce, on Thursday, President Joe Biden declared states of emergencies in both Texas and Oklahoma. So your state is now under uh, a state of emergency declared by the Lord and Savior in uh, in Washington, D.C., which I'm not even sure at this point this poor man could find a uh, it could find Oklahoma or Texas on
1: a map. honestly i've seen some of the video uh to where he's just like sitting there with sad. it's sad and yeah it's the video that's not to be released it's the leaked footage videos right they're just sitting there and like you can tell he's completely off somewhere else like he he Uh, doesn't he's not aware no the the dude needs a glass of insure and the quilt across his lap you know what i mean like like that's that's what he needs It, it is it is really sad And the fact that he's just now standing up and saying something about the the uh, the winters, you're a little late on the winter storms. Number one for for calling an emergency, because um, looking at the weather trends here for the next week, um, Saturday, we are going to be out of freezing temps here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm in the more northern part of Oklahoma. And yeah, from Saturday on We're pretty much out of freezing temps from then on, it looks like. Um, Well, there's a few days in there, like Thursday of next week, it it gets down to 29 degrees, which is normal. Yeah.
0: Well, the good news is that uh, he has authorized FEMA to come in there and provide generators and supplies to uh anybody that's been impacted by the uh, the severe winter weather. He's quoted by saying on Twitter, "Jill and I are keeping Texas and Oklahoma and other impacted states in our prayers." So see, prayers are going to do it for you, right? And he's going to he's going to
1: send FEMA down there uh to take care of that uh take care of that problem of yours. Now, I know I know he's Catholic, so I know he's at least says he's religious and I know he at least says uh that he believes that. So, you know, prayers are important to the Christian religion. However, just on a side note, before you go any further with that, uh,
0: an archbishop has said that Biden should stop defining himself as a devout Catholic.
1: I, I agree, because one of the main argument points is abortion, and Biden is all on board with abortion. But anyway, he, uh, he claims to be this, and you know, prayers are important to that religion. The problem is, he's affiliated with the party that says, thoughts and prayers do nothing. And in fact, we're bashing these people that would say those things on like social media and whatnot that could not actually do anything to help the people or anyway, whatever. Yeah. You know, I love how they
0: they just blow all this uh, this weather stuff out of proportion. I, I love how they do that. Now, mind you, I come from the Ohio Valley, okay, which it's not uncommon to get extreme winter weather there. It's not uncommon to get that kind of stuff. And they go on to say that the heaviest snow was expected to fall in parts of Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. And now now listen to how much snow they're going to get, okay, in those areas, right? Listen to how much snow they're going to get. And isolated patches could get up to a foot of accumulation in the Appalachians, up to a foot of snow in the Appalachian Mountains. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? In parts of Virginia, in West Virginia, in Maryland, and Pennsylvania, I come from that part of the country. That's normal. If that's all they get in the Appalachians,
1: I'm, I'm asking the question, where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this all we're going to get? Yeah, that's that's nothing. And actually, if you go to the panhandle of Oklahoma, which is the western bit that touches Colorado and Texas, yeah, um, if you go to that part, they get tons of snow up there. I mean, they get blizzards in that area. And it's largely because it's foothills of the Rockies, right? So it comes down off the mountains. Yeah, we used to get snowdrifts no, uh,
0: of six feet. I'm not yeah, joking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen snowdrifts when, when we were living in Missouri, like, you know, two, three feet. And that's it's Missouri, southern Missouri. So honestly, a little late, Biden, uh, in, in your your aid. Uh, just, just a little bit slow there. Maybe it's cognitive decline, or maybe it's largely because Kamala Harris is, has the reins right now. And Well... You'll be
0: you'll be really disappointed to know this. Now with all of this extreme weather, right? I think that's is that the new term extreme weather that they've been using that one. Yeah, for quite
1: extreme some time. weather. Yeah. Extreme weather. Uh, winter vortex, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. something like that. Was it winter winter vortex? Pol- polar vortex? No, polar winter. vortex. That's what polar, it is. Vortex. polar vortex.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. Well. You'll be unhappy to know that Dr. Fauci says that winter storms in Texas could provide a significant problem uh, for COVID vaccine distribution. So they might have some trouble down there uh, getting all of this. Uh, the winter storm and power outages across te- to, uh, across Texas pose a significant problem for the COVID-19 vaccine distribution, Dr. Anthony Fauci warned. Well, obviously, it's an issue. It, it, it kind of sounds like what he said about a year ago, wasn't it? Well, obviously, you need to take it seriously, And do Uh the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat and it's not something you should be worried about right now. Something like that. He says it's been slowed down in some places, going to a grinding in some places, going to a grinding halt. We're just going to have to make up for it as soon as the weather lifts a bit. The ice melts and we can get the trucks out and people out trucks, trucks, trucks. You're gonna you're gonna get the trucks out there in Texas, uh, Doctor Fauci. The state of Texas has four snowplow trucks.
1: Four. Actually, this will be melted. Seriously, this will be melted within a few days. And You're gonna um, have flooding once, once it starts. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of the areas, maybe, but uh, we 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 have torrential rains, like you know, mm-hmm. two inches in an hour or something. Like oh that. yeah, okay. Sometimes yeah, area, tornado so. yeah. tornado alley, yeah.
0: And then we're going, yeah, we're going right into tornado season. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is yeah. right on the edge of tornado season. Yeah. Next month, actually.
0: Yeah, Fa- Fauci's yeah he's he's really concerned about the the vaccine distributions. He's he's extremely concerned about that. He cares about your health. You know, he's got a, a very good indication as to when we're going to get back to normal. But we're going to talk about that here shortly. We're, we're not going to get into it right now. Well,
1: but, but because of these delays, we're going to have to delay it even longer. Yeah, well,
0: now. yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that's 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 all there is to it. But I, I want to stick with Texas here. I don't I don't want to get too far off off topic with that. Texas blackouts are apparently the result of unreliable green energy. You don't say. Mm -hmm. You don't say. 12%, 12% of the state is on this green energy crap. And you see what happens when you deal with weather like this. Now, granted, it's a one in 40 year storm. But if anything, if anything, well, yeah, they had something, something similar to this about 10 years ago. I do remember that. But if anything, 40 year storm, 50 year storm, 100 year storm, hell, I don't care. If anything, it proves that This kind of stuff does not work, at least of all, least of all in
1: the north, in parts of the country where I come from. It's not going to yeah. work. No, it doesn't work up there. Uh, the thing is, is, like I said yesterday, if this technology is to combat climate change, when they're saying weather is going to get even more crazy, why are we doing technologies that don't work when weather is crazy? You know more than that,
0: more than that, and, and I want to I want to reference this. I, I know this might be a little bit uh, off topic here, maybe, but I was listening to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast, and you and I were talking about this just a little bit ago. And Rogan was asking Musk. He says when will you be able to start powering your cars with solar panels? For example, I mean, they were talking about the Cybertruck. And he says, couldn't you just put a couple of solar panels on this, uh, you know, on the back of this thing and and charge it up and you can get some some drive time out of it? He said, the best you're going to be able to do with it is three miles. That's it. Three miles. At best, at best, in an entire day, you're going to be able to get 10 miles out of one. 10. That's it. At best. And Rogan said, "Okay, well, that's now with the best of the best solar panels. But what about if what about if we get the technology a little bit further along? What about then? And he says, and Musk was very clear. He says, the technology as far as solar panels go is about as good as it's going to get. We're not going to be able to go much further with it, uh, if at all. And he says, not even uh, with new innovations and things down the line. And he said, no. There's no way. So it's not even feasible. Here's a guy who's the second. Yeah, Bezos overtook him again. Here's a guy who's the second richest man in the country and who is a, a venture capitalist who is changing the world by his by his innovation and his drive to succeed and to create. If anything, he's going to know about these solar panels. He's involved in this whole electric car stuff. I mean, he's building an entire empire based around that. And with all the ventures he's making into space with SpaceX and his drive to get to Mars and to colonize the moon, if anything, he's going to be at the forefront of that technology and understand how it works so he can employ it and use it. And if he says that we're at the the, the maximum, Of what we're going to be able to do with it. Not what we are doing with
1: it, but what we're going to be able to do with it. That's the key. So I'll give you a little bit of science here on why he's saying this. Mm -hmm. If you have a solar panel that is 100% efficient, so all solar radiation hitting the solar panel, it absorbs. Which is next to to impossible. Next to impossible. That's impossible. We don't have anything that is 100% efficient. That's uh, 1,360 watts per square meter, okay? This is, uh, I believe this is watt hours, I believe. A typical electric car, it takes 7,200 watts to to charge it. In other words, it would take you about seven hours at 100% efficiency to charge the car. Well, six, but.
0: Now, to have solar panels on an independent basis for, for example, like I've got some on my roof to supplement things, they work, they work. Uh, There's no doubt about that. They work. Also, if you use solar panels, like, for example, there's a um, there's a solar charger out there for um, for certain devices that you can pick up. It's around 500 bucks. It is a little expensive, but it's it folds out. Right. So it's a it's about the size of I want to say it's about the size of a magazine and you open it up. Right. It's got the two panels and it's got an eight thousand milliamp lithium ion battery in it. So it charges that battery and then it becomes a power bank so you can leave it out. To charge that battery pack, and then you can charge whatever devices you have via USB off of that. And so those types of things work. Those things work. But as far as Texas goes, I mean, we're hearing all the time, all oh, fossil fuels are to blame, and you're polluting. You're bad. You're bad." Not in this case, is it? Not in this case. In this case, where's all the people out there that are promoting this green energy? Where are they taking the reins on this and saying, "Hey, maybe we made a mistake here. Maybe we we uh, miscalculated. Maybe we shouldn't have done this." Where's that talk? Anybody? Is anybody saying that? I'm not hearing that. All I'm seeing out of these people promoting climate change is they're doubling down. You see, they never admit fault. They're the same. They're the same when it comes to this. They're the same as governments. They never admit fault. They always double down. And they're doubling down again. They come back now with, well, um, yeah, we're going to have to look at, uh, what was it Bill Gates said we were talking about yesterday? Oh, you're going to have that synthetic meat. Yeah, because Mm. of climate change.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just, just to recap what we need is nuclear or natural gas is what we need to focus on and focus on trying to figure out fusion. That's the uh-huh. solution for our energy crisis, if you will. Uh-huh.
0: Well, we have an energy crisis. Yeah, we have an energy crisis because they put
1: us in one. We didn't have an energy well, crisis before this. This is, this is uh, what's happening in Texas. This is what you'll see with the Green New Deal. This will be a normal trend every winter. People will be freezing to death. They'll be going hungry. They won't have any clean water.
0: Oh, yeah. How's that for green? How's that for saving the environment then? That's only 12 percent, by the way. That's only 12 percent of Texas's energy. Twelve Of of one state. Yeah, that's that's it right there. Of one state. Yeah. They say that there are misleading reports asserting that blackouts were caused by large numbers of natural gas and coal plants failing or freezing. Well, that's the report. Yeah, that's the report. Oh, the uh, the natural gas plants, they failed. The uh, the coal plants, they they failed. Okay. Well, we talked about the fact that they didn't build them properly. I mean, Hmm. uh, honestly, I understand they don't get those freezing temperatures down there, but you and I always operate on the premise of, well, just in case, or what if? Better safe than sorry. Exactly. Better safe than sorry. Well, you're sorry now, aren't you? Because you weren't safe. I would have built it to spec anyway. I wouldn't have cared. I would have said, okay, what are they using in Michigan? What are they using in Minnesota? What are they using in Montana? Okay, I want to build to those standards, just in case. Just in case. Here's what really happened. The vast majority of our fossil fuel power plants continued running smoothly, just as they do in far colder climates across the world. Power plant infrastructure is designed for cold weather and rarely freezes, unlike wind turbines that must be specially outfitted to handle extreme cold. Are you saying they don't... You you Mm. don't just put them up? It's not... Are you saying it's not like... It's not like uh, SimCity where you just put them up and then they just they spin and they they create electricity. And yeah. You're saying it's not it's yeah, not it's, like that.
1: It's, yeah, it's not that simple.
0: But yeah. oh, OK. All right. I mean, I never built the damn things in SimCity. I always put a nuke up because I knew it'd never fail. But, you know, who am I? It appears that AirCot, which is Texas's grid operator, which I understand that people are calling that like the new Enron. So they're, you know, doing the whole like they're they're the ones that are causing all this regulation problem and all that, you know, that mess uh, was caught off guard by how soon demand began to exceed supply. Well, shouldn't you have planned for that? I mean, you know, you've got extreme weather coming in. You've got a very heavy storm storm front coming in. You can see this. I mean, we're able to see to see that stuff. We're, we're able to see the storm cells forming. You're, you're trying to tell me that you weren't anticipating that demand on the grid. You weren't paying attention. What were you at on a smoke break? Is that a union shop? No disrespect to union workers, failure to institute a managed rolling blackout before the grid frequency fell to dangerously low levels meant that some plants had to shut off to protect their equipment. This is likely why so many power plants went offline, not because they had failed to maintain operations in the cold weather. Okay. All right. Hmm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I stand corrected. Yeah, I mm-hmm. stand corrected. Yet these operational errors overshadow the decades of policy blunders that made these blackouts inevitable, thanks to market-distorting policies that favor and subsidize wind and solar energy.
1: Oh, you don't say. No, so no. Government subsidizing things no, is of bad? Course.
0: What? Oh, the humanity of it all. Texas has added more than 20,000 megawatts, of those intermittent resources since 2015, while barely adding any natural gas and retiring significant coal generation. Why'd we cancel Keystone again? Somebody explain that to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, Keep in mind that natural gas is actually even cleaner than coal. So, uh, you know, we should be using these other systems like that until we get nuclear up and running. Yeah. Uh, Until we get more efficient, cleaner systems in place. But yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. So let's look
0: at Texas's increased reliance on unreliable resources. Shall we? Shall we do that? Because if anything, I mean, you're, you're leaving four and a half million people in the dark standing out there for miles waiting for food, shivering in the cold because they have no food. They have no water. They have no clean water. And, and yeah. you get you get a you get a yes, we're, we're praying for you from the White House. Where's Governor Greg Abbott? Where's he? I haven't heard him give a single statement on any of this. I could be wrong, but where is he? While you're pulling that to see if he's actually made a statement, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. I would imagine he would have to. He
1: did make a statement, let's see, Uh 13 hours ago. Uh Uh, 45 minutes ago, he gave an update on the response. Okay. Well, while you're pulling that,
0: uh, let's take a look at this. On the whole... Texas is losing reliable generation and counting solely on wind and solar to keep up with this growing electricity demand. So last summer, apparently ERCOT, which is the, uh, again, this is the uh, the Texas's grid operator, they were failing to account for the increasing likelihood that an event combining record demand with low wind and solar generation would lead to blackouts. The only surprise was that such a situation occurred during a rare winter freeze, and not during the predictable Texas summer heat waves. Hmm. Something about Texas in the summer times. Air conditioners, a lot of air conditioner usage. Yeah, a lot of strain on the grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yet Aircot Yeah, yeah. Yet ERCOT should still not have been surprised by this event, as its own long-term forecasts indicated it was possible even in the winter. Although many wind turbines did freeze, and total wind generation was at two percent of installed capacity Monday night. Overall wind production at the time the blackouts began was roughly in line with ERCOT forecasts from the previous week. So they knew that solar wouldn't wouldn't produce anything during the night, obviously. You know, that kind of goes without saying. When the demand was peaking, okay, yeah, cold at night, yeah, okay. Intermittency is not a technical problem, but a fundamental reality when trying to generate electricity from wind and solar. (laughs) Really, you think? This is a known and predictable problem, but Texas regulators fooled themselves into thinking that the risk of such low wind and solar production at the time it was needed most was not significant. Okay, so let me ask you a question. What have we learned? How do you stop this from happening again? That's the question, right? How do you stop it? Because it's happened once, so how do you stop it from happening again? Well, the answer is to transition to things that actually work that are proven to work. These jokers that are talking about climate change be damned. Okay, you're just gonna have to ignore these people. It's the same thing with COVID. Okay, the COVID people, the climate people, they're the same people. You're gonna have to ignore them. And if they come at you with some BS policy or some regulation that they throw at you, tear it up and say, I got better things to do. I don't have time for this. I- I'm trying to figure out where that attitude is with people on a mass scale. Where is it? If we had that attitude on a mass scale, if everybody, if every single business owner, every last damn one of you, if every single business owner had that attitude right there with every single one of these little pipsqueaks in these public health departments, we'd be open for business. We wouldn't be sitting around working at our ledgers saying, how are we going to do it? You just do it. Thanks, AOC. Well, (laughs) I'm talking about practicality in business. She's talking about some lunatic plan with economics she knows nothing about. Yeah. This week's blackouts should be a wake up call to politicians. Yeah, you would think a lot of things would be a wake up call to politicians. Overconfidence in renewables led us uncomfortably close to total grid failure. And when the going gets tough, few things really matter to voters as much as access to electricity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh,
1: If you leave people out there,
0: it is. It is. If you've got people out there freezing and they're cold, in the dark, they're scared, they don't have any food, they don't have any water, they don't care about
1: no. anything other than electricity. Yeah. Well, not, o- not only that, you've got people that need insulin that, that has to be refrigerated. You have, uh, y- as you said, foods. Well, it's great if you can get a hold of foods, but if you have perishables that require refrigeration or freezing, well, good luck with that. It's only going to last for a few hours, you know, or or, you know, uh, overnight, if you will. Well, I guess you could stick it outside technically because it's freezing cold. But if it was reverse and it was this was a heat wave, you know, obviously, then you have the other people that require like oxygen and, that and uh, you know, any kind of uh, ventilator or something. But there's so many things that need electricity today that uh, it's just, especially when it comes to the elderly and uh, not even really just elderly, just people in general need heating when it comes to this. The temps they were seeing were uh, below zero. Texans aren't used to that. The housing, the the clothing, everything, I mean, they're not designed, they're not prepared for that cold of a temperature normally, right? So they may not have the supplies on hand to handle those low of temperatures unless you are... Uh, you know, an outdoorsy hunter type, or what, what have you. So this is, especially with the division that we're seeing ar- around the the country right now, with the left and right nonsense that's going on. This is a time that we really need to come together and and like, you know, if your neighbor, elderly neighbor, you know, go and see if they need help or or something, you know, groceries, uh, or even just boil them water or something. I, I know they're they're having difficulty with uh, water, whatever it is, you know. You we should be trying to help one another, in the, especially in times of crisis. That's a thing in the South where it's supposed to be. So I, I hope Texans are doing the doing the same.
0: Oh, they are. I mean, look what they did during Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. You had people out there with the jacked up trucks and, and the duck boats and everything else. They were out there saving people. The government wasn't. The community was out there saving people. And don't give me that identity politics garbage. That doesn't matter. That's exactly what people do. I mean, the first thing that would happen if we, I mean, we would get bad storms, you know, like I said, tornado season coming up. I mean, we, we would get bad storms where I came from back in the States. And the first thing that would happen after that storm was over and you got trees down in the neighborhood, you got uh, power lines that are down, whatever, you know, powers out across the block. Everybody's outside. The first thing everybody's asking is, are you guys OK? Do you need anything? That's the first thing that neighbors are asking each other. It's not the government coming in saying, oh, we're going to make sure that we're sending prayers and, and generators and supplies to you.
1: I'm with the government and I'm
0: here to help. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Yeah. Government with a smiley face. Just just show up a little mm-hmm. smiley badge on your uh, on your lapel there. Yeah. And just with a little briefcase. Yeah. And you know yeah. what we'll do? We'll shove you right back out to where you came in.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, if, unless you're really there to help people, you know, I mean, typically... Uh, like if it's National guard or something coming in and bringing yeah that's different or something. That, that's different yeah. that's different yeah. I mean they are but they are built a, around community service and community work yeah but if you're a law enforcement or, or national guard going around like you did in uh during Katrina going around taking up people's guns and confiscating them in areas that weren't problem. flooded yeah that, yeah, it's a bit of a problem.
0: But you're right there about the numbers, like the number side of it. I mean, if you look at cold, I mean, growing up when I was getting survival training, it's all about how you handle yourself in these situations, these life threat, potentially life threatening situations. The cold is more dangerous to you than heat. Heat is bad. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But the cold, the cold will kill you faster. That's why there's 20 times more deaths related to cold weather than there is hot weather.
1: Yep. Yep. So there's, there's a lot of ways you can cool yourself, whereas heating, you're you're pretty limited on on what yeah, you can do. Yeah. And so, I mean, you you learn how to, um, of
0: course, and you know, that that's the other thing. We're, we're talking about heat here. That's life-saving. That's literally life-saving. We're talking about heat. A lot of people, they don't know how to start a fire. They don't know how to do it. That's one we're, skill that I've always learned as a kid, uh, that I've always remembered even, that I learned as a kid. Not even just that, though. If you
1: live in a city, where are you going to get the wood to start the fire?
0: Oh, that's true. Well, you burn the solar panels, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't inhale the fumes, and you know, yeah, yeah, just don't inhale out. the fumes. Yeah,
1: that's toxic.
0: Yeah like I said, you might not literally freeze to death, but you stand a better chance of, um, uh, of surviving the heat than you do the cold. Uh, but I mean, it's just, yeah, you, you can turn a bad situation into a lot worse. And of course, now with uh, the fact that you don't have any, I mean, I guess you could sort out the, the fresh water problem. You could sort that out because you just melt the snow. I mean, that's easy enough. But
1: I mean, there's other, yeah, there's other factors involved here. Then you run into the same issue, though. If you can't get anything that's flammable or, you know, propane or any of those things, you're kind of out of luck on how to heat water or, or in this case, snow. Yeah, ice. yeah. well, actually, the, in a survival situation, you take
0: whatever container you got, like a, a water bottle or something. If you got one of those, fill it full of snow, tuck it up under your shirt. Right, Let your body heat, you know, melt it down. It, it'll take a little bit, but yeah, it'll it'll work and it's fresh. It's fresh water. So, I mean, at least you yeah. don't eat snow. My goodness, no, don't eat snow. Your your mouth will blister and then you're really going to be in trouble. Okay, a recent study found increasing natural gas utility prices led to an increase in wintertime deaths as they force families to choose between putting food on the table and paying the heat bill. Welcome to the Green New Deal welcome to the green new deal they're going to make the price of that stuff so high you can't afford it in this health conscious era of covid of the covid-19 crisis this should be enough to pause any policy discussion that might inhibit electricity access you know these people we talked yesterday about progressives yeah progress Mm. These people don't want to give you progress in a society. They don't want to take something you have that works and replace it with something better. That's not what this is. They're selling it to you like it's that, but it's not that. They're taking what works and they're replacing it with something that doesn't. So it's meant to make you look at the situation and say, well, there's nothing else. There's nothing more I can do. And you give up hope and you quit. It's meant to discourage you from existing. That's the larger agenda. So they have some solutions here as to what Texas can do in order to avoid this in the future. They say the Texas legislature and other states hoping to avoid a similar mess should act decisively to protect our electrical grid in a few specific ways. First, they should require all electric generation to be dispatchable or readily available, meaning generators guarantee a certain amount of power will be available at all times. Right? I get. I think you were talking about something like that, the rolling blackouts or the brownouts or whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know that you're going to get whatever and you could use that time in an emergency situation. You can use that time to get done whatever you need to get done. Heat a little bit, you know, ju- just enough to get you through that that yeah. kind of stuff. That, that's
1: basically what. They're, but the, the thing is, is you should have this is this is something that always frustrates me with other services. If you're going to offer someone a service. You better be damn sure you can offer the service to the fullest extent that you say you can offer it. They do the same thing with cell phone coverage and Internet services and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you have one gigabit down and then turns out that you won't get half that regularly, you know, or or something like that. No, you, you should be able to get exactly what is advertised. So electricity, they should have enough supply to power all those houses under this extreme situation and surplus. You know what the worst part is? We shouldn't even be having
0: this conversation like this should Agreed. be a given What? like this is yeah. 2021. If this was 19. Oh, I don't know if this was 1940. Yeah. OK. All right. Yeah. We might be having this conversation and it would be a damn good one because not all areas of the country had electricity at
1: 1940. So but you would have more people with uh, like log fires, coal, right. natural gas. I mean, we would right. have other means. So even in that scenario, the thing is, is people back then Great tre- Great Depression aside, they had more sense about them and knew like, I still don't think we would have been in this situation back then it is basically what I'm getting at. Even if even if we were low, lower technology, it, you would have to get to like a colonial era to where you don't have technology to rely on. They want to take us to pre-colonial era. Yeah. Well, yeah, because colonialism is bad, you see. Yes.
0: Well, we had we had cauliflower and that was that was racist. Cauliflower yeah. was. Yeah. What, what does she call it? Colonial cauliflower? AOC. Something like that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. know. They go on to say that no more should we tolerate wind turbines pumping out a measly two percent of their capacity and leaving Texas families in the cold. That's the first thing. Yeah, that's the first thing. Second, they should end. This should never have started in the first place. They should end subsidies for both renewable and traditional energy sources. Um, Research.
1: How about you end subsidies for everything? Quit subsidizing. Yeah. Instead, why don't you have a I don't know, abolish things like uh, well, anyway, I'll, I'll go on a rant. Uh, go ahead. No, you're fine. Research
0: by the Texas Policy Foundation explains extensively the problems with energy subsidies, including distorting markets, right? Stifling innovation is what that is. Without improving technology or shifting our energy landscape in the slightest, uh huh. Now you see what I'm. You see what I mean? They take something away from you that works, and they replace it with something that doesn't. That's not innovation. That's stifling innovation. Rather than wasting tax dollars trying and failing. To pick winners and losers, which is what government does. They're going to pick winners and losers when they know nothing about it because they're losers themselves. Lawmakers should allow the free market to work. You don't say. You don't say. What a novel concept. What was it Limbaugh said that we talked about yesterday? The biggest problem we have is there's not a fair distribution of capitalism. Yeah. 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 Finally, they should work to discourage the discriminatory practice of environmental, social, and governance. Investing. The ESGs the World Economic Forum stuff, all that that lovely stuff that's basically going to close you off from everything else. You're not going to be able to do banking. You're not going to be able to buy products. You're not going to be able to, well, really access any kind of a service if you don't conform to the ESGs. If you go to buy a car, for example, and they say, what's your environmental, social, and and governance investing like? And you're going to say, what in the hell are you talking about? What's your environmental investing like? What's your social mm-hmm. score?
1: Do you have all your vaccines?" That's uh, actually I'm wondering if the ESG is going to be the social credit score. Oh, that's just what they're calling it.
0: Oh, yeah. Which prioritizes political correctness and places workers and retirees futures at risk. Yes, it does. Texas and other several states will file legislation soon to prohibit companies that boycott or divest from fossil fuels from doing business with the government. It's a good start to ensure this energy discrimination campaign doesn't infiltrate. State pensions and investments. That's what you're going to have to do here. You're going to have to pass laws to outlaw this kind of stuff. That's what you're going to have to yep. do. That's what you're, gonna, and you're going to have to do it at the local level. So if you're a if you're a bank like Bank of America says they're going to start doing ESGs, right? Yep. Okay. So if you're Bank of America, guess what? You're outlawed from my town. Okay. We're going to start our own bank. That's what we're going to do. If you're Coca Cola, Coca Cola is doing ESGs too, right? Coca Cola is doing ESGs. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah think, uh huh. Yeah. Guess what? I haven't bought a poison Coke product in years,
1: and I never will again. Yeah, after this, uh, the No More Coke products, I think GM was looking at this or Ford. One of the one of the motor companies was looking at doing this as well.
0: Especially in the bitter cold of winter, a life without electricity is a miserable one. I would imagine a life with COVID is a miserable one. It is unfortunate that years of poor policy choices coupled with ERCOT's mismanagement made this crisis a reality for so many Texans. If anything, I would expect to see a giant backlash from Texans on this. I hope so.
1: I hope so. Texans learned first. God, we're not calling for violence, by the way, just to put. No, no, no.
0: I'm I'm talking about political backlash. Yeah. As in you need to start like banning this stuff. You have to do it. You have to do it. Texans learned firsthand the consequences of unreliable renewable energy this week and if their voices are heard, which is exactly what we're talking about, then it won't happen again. I love these guys. That that was out of The Federalist. I love these guys over at The Federalist. They're they're fantastic. They've been banned, by the way. They were one of the first uh, the first round of the purges <laughs> of the social media, so they uh, they do some great work over there, The Federalist. Check them out. Federalist.com. Now, the good news is, Bruce, we, we got some more. We got so much good news today, right? We got so much good news. The good news is that Los Angeles, they've got a solution to this problem of this climate stuff. OK, they got a solution to this and they've decided they're going to tackle this in the school system. I wish GP was here. They're going to tackle this in the school system. OK, now they have police in the schools in case of any kind of a problem. Right. So any kind of an issue, I mean, inner city, you know, you got problems. You got to put yeah. some police in schools. OK, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. So it makes we, sense. We we even had law
1: enforcement at, yeah, sure. at the smaller schools that I went to. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, kid,
0: town. Yeah, kid comes to school. You know, some some gang banger off the corner comes into school. You know, he gets popped for slinging for a day. He comes into school. He's got a knife on him. Yeah, you want that? You know, to yeah. be dealt with. Sure. Yeah. Might threaten the other kids. Sometimes these these uh, couple of these street kids, they get into it in the in the hallways. Yeah, you're going to need the police in
1: there because there's some tough kids. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we didn't we didn't really have you know gang bangers or any of those types. Right. We 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 had the 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 rednecks and whatnot and you know. Uh-huh. Oh, All t- those are country folk, tough. you know, yeah, tough boys we too. They tend to get rough, so, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Especially
0: when they hit each other over the heads with their Copenhagen cans. Then it really gets serious. <laughs> right. Then it really gets serious. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, it's just I was thinking back to my dad yeah. when they had the the sure. Copenhagen can worn in the back of their jean pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know the country. Yeah. Yep. That right there. OK, so here's what L.A. is doing. Right. L.A. schools are going to they're going to get rid of these cops. OK, they're, they're going to get rid of these cops because they're just a drain on the resources. They don't need them. Yeah, they don't need them. They don't have to worry about the crime rates in the schools anymore because they're going to replace them with something better. OK, because this is a more serious problem. All right. They're going to replace them with climate coaches.
1: Oh, so that so that explains so that that's why the gangbangers and the you know, that's why we see kids bringing guns into schools yes. and those kind of yes. things because because of the climate, climate change, right. climate change. Yeah, right. Right. OK. And this this is going to fix all of that. It, it just OK. Yeah. So the school board out there voted to cut 133 police
0: officers, 133. You hear this? 133 police officers from the L.A. School Police Department replacing the school district's police officers with climate coaches. According to the plan, you couldn't make this up. According to the plan, the climate coaches are trained to implement positive school culture and climate, and they're going to Now, now see this is why they they're, they're going to replace the the police officers, okay? Now, they're going to use de-escalation strategies to resolve conflict, understand and address an implicit bias and eliminate racial disproportionately in the school discipline practices. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's that's what they're going to do. So instead of instead of dealing with these things from a law enforcement standpoint, they're going to not only get an education on the climate, but they're also going to get I guess these are like social workers, too, or, or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but,
1: that's basically what it sounds like. It sounds like they're not really going to have any kind of authority or power, if you will. These they cuts affect God we, that we don't care about protecting our kids. Right. And they're, no, they're, they're, they're well, the property of the state and the community.
0: No, well, no, you're, you're, you're glossing over this. Of course you care about protecting the children. There are, what did Rahm Emanuel say? They're our most precious resource. Yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. So you've got to protect the children, but you're protecting them from the bigger threat here. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a big, a much bigger issue, much bigger issue. These cuts affect 70 sworn police officers and 62 non-sworn police officers ultimately reducing the district's police force budget from 77.5 million to 52.5 million what's a what's a non
1: sworn police officer
0: uh it's it's basically it's like an auxiliary At least that's how I understand it. It's like an auxiliary. So they they really don't get paid um, or that. Well, some of them do. It depends on the department. Uh, Some of them get paid. uh, Others don't. But they're more or less like they volunteer their time, a lot of their time. But it's I've seen I've seen it different in other places. Uh, They'll have like um, they'll contract some of it out. They'll have like maybe sometimes a security company that will come in there and they'll work a partnership with a law enforcement officer as well. So it could be because you have to think the police departments, no matter where they are to get paid off duty or a different or a special assignment, they have to get paid special duty money by the company or the organization that hires them to do that. So a lot of these cops... Um, will do uh, like I used to hire some of them to come to come work with me sometimes and I would have to pay them special duty money. So if I were going to do like, say, you know, surveillance or something or I needed help on, you know, something specific where I needed a sworn officer there with me, then I had to pay them special duty. So I had to pay them. I want to say it was like at the time it was like thirty eight seventy five an hour or something like that. That's what I had to pay them. But uh, if it's the other way, if, if it was going back the other way, then you know, it'd be a non-sworn officer, you know, going or a non-sworn person going to help out them. So, yeah, it it, it goes both ways. So summarizing basically rent a cop. More or less. Yeah, more or less. The possibility of off-duty
1: officers as well. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. OK.
0: But it looks like out there they had a specific LAPD uh, school unit. So they had a specific department just for the schools.
1: So it looks like they've. Yeah, we, they've we, or we or had a, similar. We, we well. We, we had a designated law enforcement officer that was for the school, uh, the school that I attended, but we only had uh, one officer there. And, you know, for 600 kids, I think, six or 700 kids, we had one officer. Well, uh, to be to be honest, I mean, it goes
0: on here and it talks about how they feel as though the, the students are being um, disproportionately affected by the law enforcement presence. So they feel like the students are being targeted by law enforcement while being at school and they shouldn't feel like that. So they're replacing them with climate coaches to fix that problem. OK, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Let's uh, let's let's talk about him now. He he's getting rounded on by the press. The party looks like is turning on him now. I think they're going to throw him to the wolves. I think that that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. But if anything, I don't feel sorry for the guy. Like I, I don't I don't feel sorry for the guy. Not at all. But here's the worst part about it. They're going to scapegoat him, I think. But it's not him. It's not him. At the end of the day, the guy was doing what he was told. If the guy was smart, then he would start naming names as to who told him to do this stuff. (laughs) Fauci. Cuomo administration's nursing home coronavirus crisis being investigated by the FBI. So now they've turned the feds on him. Actually,
1: uh, what, it's, that, that was the Trump administration, I thought, that started the investigation and in all this.
0: Yes and no. But uh, apparently, I was reading last week, they were trying to pass the buck last week. You could see where they were trying to, like, the his administration were kind of sh- trying to shift it. So uh-huh. last week, all the things that, about the nursing homes, well, that was Trump's fault. Like, they were literally trying to blame that on Trump last week. They were saying, well, uh, it was a pressure that was put out by the president in a tweet and... Uh, We were having a little bit of a conflict between our administration and the CDC, the NIH, the World Health Organization and the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh The FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn have begun an investigation into how New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration handled the state's nursing home crisis during the COVID pandemic, according to a report that was put out on Wednesday. The investigation is not yet far along and is focused on top members of Cuomo's task force, uh, citing a source with direct knowledge of the matter. Neither Cuomo nor any administration official has at this point been accused of any wrongdoing. (laughs) Okay, all right. So the investigation's ongoing. Got it. Members of Cuomo's task force include New York State Health Commissioner Howard Zucker, the secretary to the governor, Melissa DeRosa, De which she was the one last week that was trying to pass it off on to Trump. Mm-hmm. The latter drew scrutiny this month after she seemingly admitted the governor's team withheld information related to COVID-19 related deaths at nursing homes. As we publicly said, the DOJ has been looking into this for months. We've been cooperating with him and we will continue to. Uh, Cuomo senior advisor Rich as a parody uh, said in a statement. So honestly, I, I think like I, I just I keep looking at it like I'm looking at it from the criminal side of things. OK, I'm looking at it like that. I'm looking at it from the side that if it were me investigating this guy, if it were me looking at um, at, at the organized crime group, if I were investigating that group, if I were looking at that cabal, then I would see them as trying to scapegoat Cuomo. I'm not saying that Cuomo's not guilty. I'm not saying that at all. He's guilty. Oh my goodness, he's guilty. The, the man murdered those people by his own by his own order. He signed the orders. We went over the orders here. He signed yeah. them. The The nursing home administrators were saying, you've got to stop sending these people in here. And they didn't care. So as far as I'm concerned, the man's guilty. Whether or not the DOJ or the FBI comes out and says, well, he's not been accused of any wrongdoing. You don't have to accuse him. It's, it's plain as day. It's open and shut. That's what we call a slam dunk, gentlemen. So, I'm not saying that he's not guilty. The man's as guilty as sin. What I'm saying is, is that he wasn't acting alone. And I want to know more. I want to dig deeper into that organization. Now, I see them as putting him out as a pound of flesh, getting, you know, the media getting their pound of flesh. They'll put him out on a pike, whatever whatever analogy you want to make. But he will take the hit for the bad policy that was handed down to him to protect the network. I want to know who was involved behind the scenes. Was it Fauci? I want to know. Was it Gates? I want to know. Was it the World Health Organization? I want to know. Was it a collaboration of all three? Maybe. Don't know. What about the other state governors that did exactly the same type of BS? What about them? Whitmer, that, that creature up there in uh, in Michigan. What
1: about her? What about that loser across the river from, uh, from Cuomo there, Phil Murphy? What about him? Murphy. Okay. So Murphy, I think was just, he's a, he's a follower. He's more of a beta. Oh, for sure. For sure. Cuomo. Yeah. I, I think Cuomo is just stupid. He, he's more of a sociopathic. Uh, I think he's in it for his own ego and his own. I, I don't think he's really necessarily nefarious in this, in the sense of orchestrating it. He's just basically doing what he's told. Whitmer, on the other hand, that's an evil woman. I mean, you can just you can look at her like that's
0: an evil woman. That woman scares the hell out of me just looking at her. I'm like, man, that is an evil woman. If I was sitting across the table from that, I'd
1: be like, man, that is as cold as ice. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Just just right off. Oh, yeah. Guilty. Yeah. (laughs) She uh, she's she's denied. uh, What is it? A thousand or more now FOIA requests specifically regarding these nursing home stuff. So, yeah, she's now she's bad.
0: There's another one in there somewhere. Where they were having these nursing home deaths. I want to I want to say Ensley because that's of Washington, because that's where it started. If you remember all those nursing home deaths. Pennsylvania also did it. Uh, that's Tom Wolf, right? Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know if they actually did it or not. See, wait a minute. I know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know who did it in Pennsylvania. It's that new assistant health secretary that Biden hired. That's who yep. did it in Pennsylvania. Yep. That, because that's they pulled their own. Is. Yeah, they pulled their own
1: uh, elder out uh-huh. of that. Yeah. A mother or something like, well, Cuomo pulled his own mom out. Uh, of the the home. Same with Whitmer. She pulled one of her parents out or both. I don't I don't remember how many she had left still. So no, this is ah, messed up. It's just anything going to happen. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: But the only thing I can say is, is that the media and we'll talk about that in a second, the media, the party and the state officials are turning on him. That's what's happening On, on Cuomo. They're turning on him. And on top of that, right, when I said the media, Chris Cuomo, who is it's his younger brother, right? It's it's yeah, yes. Yeah, He's it's his younger, younger brother. One. Yes. OK. It's his younger brother is a host on CNN. OK, now they had previously had a bar on or a ban on Chris Cuomo interviewing his brother. And then CNN lifted that ban when they were trying to talk up all this stuff in, uh, in in New York and how great everything was going up there and of course Chris Cuomo comes out and says you know I'm not gonna try and pull your chain here or anything or, or stroke your ego but you could possibly be the best governor in the entire country you know now it's, he's not saying that just because he's his brother or anything no no of course not but CNN has now reinstated that ban on Chris Cuomo interviewing his brother he's not allowed to do it anymore why? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Why is he he not allowed to do that anymore? So they're saying that they're banning it because he's failed to ask him any questions regarding the nursing home scandal. Oh, is that why? Apparently that's why, yeah. CNN announced yesterday that they are reinstating a ban on network anchor Chris Cuomo from covering or interviewing his brother, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The Cuomos have been a frequent duo on the network with Governor Cuomo appearing on his brother's show regularly to discuss the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. Again, quite possibly the greatest governor in the entire country. Who knows? Who knows? Not saying that just because he was his brother or anything. No. The move by CNN comes after Chris Cuomo failed to cover the recent controversy surrounding the New York nursing homes, whereby the state of New York underreported coronavirus-related deaths in nursing homes by a substantial margin, with reports suggesting that as many as 50% went unreported. It was later revealed by a top aide of Cuomo that they underreported the deaths in order to prevent former President Donald Trump from attaining a political
1: victory. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. He's actually, he literally said that. And in one of his statements, that, that he basically literally said the Trump administration was looking into us and we were concerned about whatever. Yeah. So the incident, of course, as
0: I said, is now being investigated by the FBI. Was So the DOJ is in on it. U.S. District Attorney's Office. Now, in the face of this federal probe into this scandal, right, Cuomo is also at risk of being stripped of his emergency powers, which had been granted by the state legislature almost
1: a year ago. So now the state legislature is in the process of turning on it as well. And this is bipartisan, by the way. It's both yeah. Democrats and Republicans that are going for him. Yeah.
0: So you see what I mean? I, I think they're going to offer him up. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the others are going to get away with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said they'll, they'll throw up one like that to protect the network. So they'll they'll leave. Yeah, they'll, they'll leave the, the others alone. Yeah. So because they, they need something to take the heat off of them. They, they need something. Honestly, it's to your point. I think the guy was just he was just stupid about it. Rather than go along with it in the in the beginning, he should have just come out and started talking. He should have said, "Look, this is what I'm being told to do. We're not doing this." That would have saved him. That would have saved him, but he didn't. I
1: don't even think he read the bill that he signed. He just signed it because I I think he's more of a like I said. I think he's just there for the fame and for the the popularity. Oh, so if so he's like Bill Clinton. He wants rock star status. Yeah. That, that's basically what uh, what I think he's more of. I don't, I don't think he's nec- necessarily malicious or nefarious. Like I said, Whitmer, she's one that's, uh, I think, legitimately was out to kill el- elderly. She was legitimately trying to crush people's businesses and everything and trying to do an authoritarian state in the U.S. I, I think she's legit evil. Apparently, other CNN hosts have covered this scandal. But
0: Cuomo, who spent so much time on covering the other Cuomo in a lighthearted, jovial way. Complete with giant Q-tips. Did you see the giant Q-tip? I did see that. Yeah, uh, is now prevented from having the on-air family reunion. So well, that's yeah, we're we're just not going to be able to see that brotherly love anymore. So I guess um, if you want that, you're just going to have to go to Philly.
1: You know something? The you know the stereotypical Italian brother. You know the yeah, sure. uh, how they treat each other. Sure. That's what those two have. They're like stereotypical mafia brothers is is what it, it, it feels like.
0: You know, we, and so it, it almost seems foreign to us, doesn't it? I mean, you got to like the Midwestern attitude. You don't have that kind of th- that kind of stuff going on in the Midwest. You just don't have it. That's why. That's why, and and I mean no disrespect to to the people in New York, man. I spent a lot of time up there. You guys are you you you're, you folks are some great people up there. You really are. You talk really fast, but, but you're you're some great people. You're, you're some great people. I, I had so much fun up there, and I and I love the culture and I love the people so much. But when you get around that tough guy like Italian types where you have the Jersey Shore crowd, right? I mean, it's a stereotype. Believe me, someone walking around in a uh, in a white tank top or wife beater, whatever it is, they call it with your hair slicked back and you got muscles all over the place. That's not an Italian guy. okay? (laughs) that's not an Italian guy. Believe me, that's not an Italian guy. An Italian is a person that sleeps half the day and can't drive a car worth a damn. All right. While you're drinking while you're drinking an espresso. So, I mean, th- those people can't drive for, to save their lives, man. I'm telling you, you get down there and you're sitting at a you're sitting at a cafe on a street side. Down, I swear, Bruce, you have a heart attack. You have a heart attack because you'll see these people driving. They'll cut up along the side, the sidewalk next to the table you're sitting at. Right. And in, in, in Italy, and will they'll, they'll go right around you. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You do that in the Midwest, man. You get shot, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't do that stuff here. Yeah. But anyway, but yes, that's why the Italian tough guy, New York style stuff. That's why it doesn't fly. West of the Hudson, the Midwestern types of people. We don't like that kind of attitude. We're good people. We'll bend over backwards to help you. But we don't like that kind of tough guy attitude where you're going to muscle in on everybody. We don't like that. Uh, but I, as I said, New Yorkers, I, I love all you up there. You know, you're, you're great people. I had such a great time up there. It was really welcoming to, to go up there. But <laughs> just that, that Cuomo, man, I just I can't stand him. Either one of them. I was talking about Chris Cuomo yesterday. Day before, I don't know. These damn things run together. But he just he seems so fake. He seems so fake. He's like plastic. He has like that persona about himself. It's just like I'm watching an actor. But then I see his brother and I see this like tough guy kind of thing. And it's like, all all right, whatever. At first, we thought maybe they were trying to position him like when they were trying to elevate him in the beginning because of all like the media where they were talking him up. Oh, he did this great job and he's got this book coming out about his leadership during COVID. We thought maybe they were going to try and run him mm-hmm. in the early days against uh, against Trump. So yeah. New York tough guy versus New York tough guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would yeah. have been like a New York street fight up there at the podium, which I could have seen. It would have been a, have been a slaughter. It would uh, honestly, it, it would, uh, you know, honestly, I think Trump would have loved it. I, I think Trump would have loved it. Oh, it, it, it would have been, been great. It would have been an amazing. It would have been an amazing show. It would much been, better yeah. than this. This uh whatever this guy is that's in there now. I mean, this that man. That's sad. That's really sad.
1: As as terrible and as bad as I, I, I hate saying this, but it's true. Cuomo would actually do better than Biden as president from a. And I don't mean this as like from a conservative perspective. I mean, just as getting things done and looking competent while doing it. I think he could do a, a better job at it. It'd be bad yeah. for the nation, Yeah, but he he would he would do better. Well, he would he would at least look competent. And, and you know, from a perspective, I certainly it would I wouldn't more want more for the nation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't
0: want New York policies being handed out across the nation. I mean, goodness, no, you know, But I mean, I would no, rather deal with it. Yeah, we already got that. I would rather deal with I
1: got hairy legs
0: than Cuomo. You know,
1: I'd rather deal with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we, we kind of have an advantage with Biden uh, because he's um, I don't know if you remember this from uh, when he was doing the uh, campaign stuff. He would basically stop doing any interviews at like nine o'clock in the morning. So in other words, he gets up late. And he goes to bed early. That means there's less time for him being up and less time for him signing litigation and doing anything that would damage the nation. The problem is, is Kamala's going around doing it. She's taking calls on his behalf to other world leaders now. I'm not even sure if this has he even talked to Netanyahu yet. Uh, they said they were going to plan oh. on it. Yeah, he'll get around to it. Get.
0: He's been in there a month. He'll get around to it. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, it's kind of an it's kind of an important ally. Yeah, just saying, J- just saying. You might want to you might want to pick up the phone. Yeah. I mean, that would have been yeah. a first call that I would have made. To be fair, yeah. hey PB, I know we got this little thing going on. When are you coming over for dinner? Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's- and not not only is he not only is Israel an important ally, but Israel is kind of I don't know. You have the Iran, uh, you know, trying to make nuclear weapons, and Israel Abraham is Accords. the target. You know, the Abraham Accords, you have all that stuff going on maybe you should, uh, I don't know, you know, make nice with them just a little bit to ensure that the Middle East stays a little peaceful, you know, learn something from the Trump administration, which the, 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 the you can't do, no, that, no, can't do that. No, you yeah, yeah, can't do that. Yeah, orange man. The change of policy that they did for foreign uh, or the change of foreign policy that they did. Look at what we did for the last 30 years. And then Trump comes in and completely rewrites all of that. And it's a success. Yeah. It sounds like Politicians, it sounds like that the people in power knew that what Trump was proposing would have worked. It's almost like they have investments in these weapons manufacturers and these military industrial complex. Yeah. It's almost like they had investments in that and were perpetuating wars to make money on these companies and contracts.
0: Well, you know, when you go to an area of the world where there's been conflict for 30 years and you suddenly end that conflict hence Abraham Accords, you end that conflict. Well, then you stab- once you stabilize that region, I mean, you see, we're still working on an old policy here, an old failed policy, I might add, of Zbigniew Brzezinski, right? The, the father of Mika Brzezinski off of uh, uh, MSNBC. They believed under that policy that whoever controlled the Eurasian landmass, which includes the Middle East can control the world. And so we kept the entire region in a constant state of flux and in war so that we can extract and pillage all the resources. But at the same time, we also had the companies here that may, in the West that made the deals with the Chinese Communist Party. So we were ensuring security over there. We were, the, as Ron Paul said, the police of the world. And China was getting all of the uh, the spoils. They were getting all of it. Take Afghanistan, for example. Afghanistan. Do you have any idea what's going on in Afghanistan? Or what was going on in Afghanistan under Trump? or Well, prior to Trump. Sorry, prior to Trump. Trump pulled us out of there. Do you know what was going on in Afghanistan? Opium production was up 98% when we went in there. 98%. Fox News even did a thing with Geraldo Rivera. The U.S. Army was loading it up onto the planes, bringing it back to the U.S. What do you think we've had happen in the last 20 years in the U.S.? We've had an opium crisis, haven't we? An opioid crisis? You want to know where it's coming from? You know what else is going on in Afghanistan? Or what was, rather? The Chinese are in there with excavators two valleys over from where we have U.S. troops. We're providing security. The Chinese are extracting 4,000 kilotons a month of lithium out of Afghanistan to make batteries we get none of it. Trump ended all that. See, when you have a machine going, then that machine needs to be fed. And that machine is very hungry. It hasn't been fed in over four years. There's your military industrial complex at work. We're out of time, so we are going to have to go. But fascinating as always, we will be back tomorrow on the exclusive. Can't wait to be on that one. That's going to be fun. Uh, We will have to save everything we had today. I mean, we we only got to a couple of things today. We will have to save everything we had today for uh, we'll have to carry it over tomorrow. But uh, anyway, for those of you who were wondering how to get access to our exclusive podcast, that would be for you to subscribe to us on Telegram. Get over to the App Store or the Google Play Store, whichever you have. Android or Apple, doesn't matter. Download Telegram, register, search for us. We'll pop right up or public channel. Subscribe to our channel over there. You will get not only all of our podcasts that we put out here every day. You will also get the exclusive podcast that Bruce and I will be on tomorrow. So you will get that extra content. We will not be putting out that podcast here. It will only be for our Telegram subscribers. So get signed up to us over there. We would really appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com and we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. That will do it for today. So I will see you tomorrow on the exclusive. I will see all of the listeners on the exclusive tomorrow as well, if you're signed up to us. If not then get signed up to us so you can join us tomorrow. If not, then everyone have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday.